You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. I'm Smiley the dog. I am a mutt. I'm Smiley the dog. I'm super smiley. I'm a cat too sweet to travel kitty. I'm a big girlfriend. Angel's really pretty. I'm a pony and we share a big horse. We have a big yard. Yeah, we have to, of course. I have a pool. In the summer, I stay cool. We have a fountain. Live in the mountain. Live high on the hump. Need to be a spokes dog. I'm Smiley the dog. I am a mutt. I'm Smiley the dog. I'm super smiley. Woof and super smiles. Welcome to a super smiley adventure on Pet Life Radio, the largest pet radio network in the world. I'm Megan Blake, the pet lifestyle coach, and I'm here with my sidekick and co-host Super Smiley, the national spokes dog for the American Humane Association Hero Dog Awards. And I'm in Jacksonville, Florida right now with one of my dear friends, Rick Desham. Rick is the founder of First Coast No More Homeless Pets. Hey, Rick. Hey, Megan. How are you doing today? I'm good, and I'm so glad to be here in Jacksonville, my hometown, with you and with one of your wonderful partners here, Cameron Moore. Cameron, you're the program director for First Coast No More Homeless Pets, right? That's correct. Hey, Cameron. And the wonderful thing about their organization is that they are doing so much to spay and neuter animals, to stop the overpopulation, to save these animals. So, Rick, tell us about your vision, because you're the founder and CEO, right? Just tell us what you created here. Well, you know, the vision is really mirrored in the name, No More Homeless Pets, and that's really what the vision was, to uh, to end the killing of dogs and cats in the shelters, first in Duval County, which is where I live, and then in the surrounding counties, and then to help, you know, areas all around the country to do the same thing. And you're right. You just mentioned areas all around the country, and we've all heard about spay-neuter clinics and, and low-cost hospitals and veterinary clinics, but you're doing something really, really wonderful. You actually have contributed to what what was this quarter? What happened in Jacksonville this time? Well, so far this year, and, and so we're in July now, or so through June, uh, the city of Jacksonville has been a no-kill city. And Jacksonville is not a little city, is it? Tell us the significance of this. It's a pretty big town. Well, we're probably one of the largest, probably I think uh, Portland is the only other community in this country that's no-kill that is as large as Jacksonville. So we're one of the two largest cities in the country to be no-kill. Congratulations, Rick and Cameron. Big, big shout-out to First Coast No More Homeless Pets. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back talking with Cameron and Rick about how they did this so everybody else can learn and implement this across the whole country. Smiley, can you wait? Good boy. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. I'm Smiley the dog. I'm Super Smiley. Must rock. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. Dogs leave fur wherever they go. It collects all over the home. There are many tools designed to stop dog hair spreading, but their effectiveness varies, and afterwards you have to clean the tool, then the floor. With the Dyson Groom Tool, you simply deploy the bristles, then gently brush the coat. Loose fur is removed, while dead skin and allergens are captured by the vacuum. And to clean up, you simply release the trigger. To get this awesome Dyson Groom Tool, go to DysonDeals.com. That's DysonDeals.com. 
Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. on a super smiley adventure. I'm in Jacksonville, Florida at First Coast No More Homeless Pets with Rick Desham, the founder and CEO, and Cameron Moore. She's the program director. Cameron, tell us, what have you all done? What's one of your secrets to reaching this amazing goal of no kill in Jacksonville for the first quarter? Well, I think everything we do is geared towards making it easy for people to get the help that they need. We try to remove all barriers, whether it's um, financial or transportation. Um, everything that we do is geared towards uh, the, our no-kill mission. And when you say making it easier, you all have the humane traps that people can trap and release the cats. Tell us about that program. So we typically fix about uh, anywhere between twelve and 15,000 feral cats per year in our community. Wait, how many is that per month? Let's, let's just get, let everybody absorb this number. I think, didn't you say it's hundreds per month, right? A thousand a month, actually, that we do. And we do loan the traps out for free for, so people can easily catch the cats in their neighborhood that they want to get fixed and vaccinated. We also make the surgeries free when possible through grants. Um, otherwise, it's very, very low cost so that anybody can help the, the animals in their community. This is so great. And you publicize this so people know it, just the general public, if they have kitties in their backyard. Or right now, it's kitten season, right? Tell us about what's going on right now across the whole United States. Right. So right now, all the shelters and rescues are full of unwanted kittens that are born in the community. And so what we've tried to do is get a jump start. We had a Beat the Heat special where we tried to spay and neuter as many feral cats as we could um, prior to kitten season. And we did delay it a little bit. But now that it's July, we do have a lot of kittens here. And we're um, now trying to get everybody fixed and vaccinated so that they can be adopted or go back into their homes in the community. That is so cool. And Rick, another thing that I've noticed about Jacksonville is that you have, I think I've heard it referred to as a coalition where everybody's working together. I think that's really, really imperative. Tell us about the coalition. Well, it's absolutely imperative if we're going to be successful in reaching our goals because no one organization or group could really make Jacksonville a no-kill community. It not only takes all of our groups working together, but it really takes the whole community working to make a difference, and that's really what has happened in Jacksonville. But First Coast No More Homeless Pets, Jacksonville Humane Society, and, of course, Jacksonville Animal Care and Protective Services are closely partnered in this challenge to to become and sustain a no-kill community. And just so everyone understands, you're basically a spay and neuter clinic and you offer the veterinary services at low cost, but then you mentioned Jacksonville Animal Care and Protective Services, and they're the city shelter, is that right? Could you tell everybody what these different arms do, who they are? Absolutely. First Coast No More Homeless Pets really focuses on keeping pets out of the shelters to start with, so we do a lot of preventative or proactive programs. And then we work with um, some programs like the TAILS, which the prison dog program, which you're familiar with. And then we do the big adoption events, too. But we don't shelter any animals ourselves. We focus on spay and neuter and other programs that help the shelters. And then Jacksonville Animal Care and Protective Services, of course, is the code enforcement arm of animal services here in Jacksonville. So they enforce the pet laws, and they um, they also work on abandonment and uh, abuse cases. And then, of course, they're the city shelter as well. So they take in all the unwanted pets around town. And they are a large, beautiful facility too, right? They are. They built a new shelter just a few years ago, and it's really made a huge difference in our city. Although before that, they were working in a really antiquated shelter, and they were still doing a, a pretty good job, but it did make a big difference moving into the new shelter. 
And then, of course, the Jacksonville Humane Society, which is a large no-kill shelter here in town, and they really focus on adoptions and and, um, training, behavior training and modification and stuff like that. And I want to say, I grew up in Jacksonville. I don't know if all my listeners know this, but this is my hometown. And my very, very, very first pet came from Jacksonville Humane Society. It was a white cat, and this was a long time ago. Now it's a, a beautiful, updated facility. But, Rick, I don't know if you'll remember this. A long time ago, all the cats were in one big cage, the big cat cage. And when I walked in there, I was a little girl, and there was a white cat climbing up the chain link and meowing and meowing. And I knew that that was my cat. That was my very, very first pet. <laughs> so my very first pet came from the Jacksonville Humane Society. So yes, a big shout out to Jacksonville Humane Society and to the coalition. And Cameron, are there different groups across Jacksonville working in certain areas for the feral cats? I think we mentioned Mayport and there are different areas with more problems or issues. We, we do have an outreach program where we are trying to assist people in the community who have large numbers of cats that they can't trap themselves or maybe they have transportation issues or if they are elderly or handicapped. But we really need the community to work together to help us. Even with our outreach people on our staff, it's still not enough. So we try to empower the residents in the community to be able to TNR their own cats. And that's why we offer the humane traps available for free. And currently the surgeries are free and we give them all the skills they need to to go out there and bring these cats in and, and get them fixed. And so when they come in, you were telling me something, and we just had a wonderful lunch together, and I, I was asking all kinds of questions, and I want to share this with our listeners because it was so interesting. When people bring a cat in, a feral cat, in the humane trap, what happens? How do they get this cat out, this feral cat? You know, how does this work? How do you handle a feral kitty cat? Well, the way the traps are designed, it's for the safety of the cat and the safety of our staff. We do sedate the cats in the traps through the openings of the traps themselves, and we don't handle the cats until they are completely anesthetized. But once they are under, we will give them a complete physical, take care of any of their needs, and they will, after surgery, recover in the traps. They are fed and watered in the traps, and then they are taken back and released into the community. I was asking about, do they ever get groomed, you know, sort of facetiously thinking, do they get a little kitty cat bath while they're under? But you said that they do actually work on matted places. They fix them up, right? Anything that these, we understand these cats don't truly have an owner or a caretaker. So whatever we can help them with when they're with us, we're going to do. Um, so if they have wounds or any issues that need to be addressed, we do take care of it before we release them. And how would someone know if they see a, a wild cat, you know, a cat without an owner in their neighborhood? How would someone know if the cat has already been spayed and neutered? How would we know this? Do we just trap any wild cat we see? How do people know what to do? All community cats receive an ear tip. It's on the left ear. And so if you look at the cat and the pointy part of its left ear has been removed surgically, then you know that it is already fixed. And that's how people in the community can avoid retrapping cats who have already been through the program. That's really good to know. This is such wonderful, wonderful information for everybody. And we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Smiley, can you wait? Good boy. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. I'm Dogs leave fur wherever they go. It collects all over the home. There are many tools designed to stop dog hair spreading, but their effectiveness varies, and afterwards you have to clean the tool, then the floor. With the Dyson Groom Tool, you simply deploy the bristles, then gently brush the coat. Loose fur is removed, while dead skin and allergens are captured by the vacuum. And to clean up, you simply release the trigger. 
To get this awesome Dyson Groom tool, go to DysonDeals.com. That's DysonDeals.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Robin Gansert, President and CEO of American Humane Association, the country's first national humane organization, here to tell you about our new show, Be Humane, on Pet Life Radio. Each week, we'll be bringing you the latest news and issues affecting our animal friends, and we'll also be bringing you interviews with Hollywood's biggest animal advocates, here to share tales about their pets and what they're doing to promote a more humane world. Our own highly experienced staff and friends the organization will also join us each week to share what they're up to in the animal world. I hope you'll stop by. Until then, let's always remember to be humane. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet <laughs> And we're back on a super smiley adventure with Rick Descharm and Cameron Moore right here in Jacksonville, Florida at First Coast No More Homeless Pets. And this is such great information. And Rick, I love your facilities. I love your offices here. And one of the things that I love about it is when I come upstairs, there are lots of kitty cats walking around. <laughs> Tell us about your office mates here. <laughs> well, whenever you run a large spay and neuter facility, you tend to gather up a few cats, it seems like. <laughs> and... Uh, so that's what we've done here, although none of these cats are here permanently. They're all looking for homes, and we actually work with pet supermarkets around Jacksonville, five pet supermarkets, and place cats for adoption in all of those. So even if we happen to run out of cats here, we go to the city shelter and get some cats from them and help them to adopt their cats out too. Yeah, I think that you're never at a shortage for cats. Uh, we sort of wish you would be because that would mean the problem was getting under control, But um, and the cats here are so sweet. Anybody in the in the North Florida, South Georgia area, if you're looking for a kitty cat and, and you don't find the person perfect one in your area just come to jacksonville because there's so many wonderful cats right rick that's right if you need a cat we can ship it to you (laughs) and i'm interested cameron do you have any pets at home or do you get your fill right here what are the animals like in your personal life well i have four little chihuahuas that are all rescued from our city shelter most of them are elderly or have some kind of physical need which is how i've acquired them and i also do have a handful of cats i run a uh, a nonprofit rescue organization outside of work where i also try to find homes for homeless kitties from our shelters oh that's wonderful can you tell us the name of your, your organization? it's called lucky cat adoptions i love that i love that and rick do you have any animals at home or do you just come to work and you're surrounded by them all the time anyway Well, right now I'm down to just one cat. I used to have three large dogs, but they've all sort of gotten old and passed on, and the cat's sort of gotten cranky and doesn't really like dogs right now, so... We're holding off before we get another dog. Well, I totally think that you're doing your part for adopting animals. <laughs> Take care of animals. And um, I'm always very interested. I know for me animals are healers and teachers. And I've learned something from my horses, my dogs, my cats, everything. Cameron, have you learned anything from your little chihuahuas? Do they tell you things during the day? Well, they're definitely, they do provide a lot of comfort and um, good companionship. I can't imagine my life without any pets, and I am very fortunate that when I come to work, I can also be surrounded by them, too. And I I do think they teach us um, patience and just to be more open and not so judgmental. I love that. And you mentioned the the prison program. That's where we met. We just met last week at the Montgomery Correctional Facility graduation, which was very, very inspiring. And in talking with some of the inmates, it really drove the point home that animals offer 
the affectionate touch that the inmates there, they cannot show affection in prison or have that touch. And it's very, very true, right? They have, they have the healing touch. And, and I can personally say that when I came in this office this trip, I'm not traveling with my cat. And, and I, I was like, I had to touch a cat. I just had to come in and hug the kitty cat. And would you agree that just simply the touch is healing? Oh, definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. And Rick, what about you? What have you learned from animals? I know you're such a great leader of them, but they are still our teachers, I believe. What do you think about that? Well, I think, you know, patience and, um, you know, dogs have always always had the ability to accept just whatever it is, you know, whether they've, you know, whatever, whatever comes at them, dogs just accept it and make the best of it. And I think that's something I've learned from animals or tried to. Yeah. And Rick, also our listeners know that I've worked with best friends, Smiley and I, and our, one of our series, radio series was done on best friends and we won an honorary mention at the Genesis Awards. And we give a big shout out to best friends, animal society, and you've done events with them, right? Strut your mud and other things you've worked with Silva and Francis. Can you tell us a little bit about, um, you know, just your work with them and your support for NKLA and various things? Well, Best Friends is really the inspiration for First Coast No More Homeless Pets. Uh, they had a No More Homeless Pets program, and um, I just like, well, that sounds like what I want to do. So so we, we asked them if we could use the name and started First Coast No More Homeless Pets. So Best Friends has always been an inspiration. And Gregory and Julie and Francis and Silva and all the team out there are really just uh, really, just exactly how I want to be in life. You know, if I could, if I could just copy them exactly, I'd be happy as could be. Yeah, I love that. Well, you've been doing a really, really great job of of emulating their their extreme success. You have some events coming up, right? You have a big, big super adoption, and then something coming up, up in October. So tell us a little bit about your events, program director Cameron. Well, we do have our mega adoption event that's happening July 18th through 20th, and our goal is to find homes for over a thousand animals, and that would be in a three-day period. So it's one of the largest adoption events in the country, and we're very proud to have shared that with other people to help them around the country do it in their community. Wait a minute, wait, stop there. It's one of the largest adoption events in the country. How do you organize? something like that and say the numbers again. Well, we've had six events so far and found homes for over 5,000 animals. Um, and basically, we just invite the shelters and rescues from around our northeast Florida area, and everybody works very well together. Um, we've kind of come down with a little system to make this all work, but we will we truck in all the animals on Friday morning, and the event is 10 to 6 for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And by the end of Sunday, the goal is to have no more animals left at the fairgrounds. And um, any animals that might be remaining from the municipal shelters get absorbed into the private rescue group so that our shelters do go home empty-handed. Oh, that's wonderful. And that the animals do go home knowing that they will eventually be adopted, right? They will find home. There's usually very few animals actually left over at the end of the event. And like I said, it's not going to be out of the ordinary for us to do over a thousand adoptions in the weekend. I love that. And I like that you also mentioned the one coming up in July because I have to say that we're going to be doing the super smiley flash mob for pet adoption there (laughs) with Jacksonville Animal Care and Protective Services and all, and all the people from <laughs> First Coast No More Homeless Pets. We're really, really looking forward to that. I understand that there's going to be people in dog costumes and cat costumes, and we're just going to be energizing pet adoption and trying to promote uh, not only the pets that are there, which we want to adopt them all out, but also just the general concept of adopting animals that these shelter pets 
I love Amy Gilbreth, the founder, well, one of the, the executives at Found Animals. I interviewed her one time, and she just said it real simply. She said, adopted pets make the best pets. And she was very, I just love it. I love that. What do you think about that? Oh, definitely. And I, I think a lot of people just aren't familiar with the fact that there are great pets in shelters. So that's why we definitely want to spread the word that adoption is the way to go. Absolutely. Rick, what do you think about that? I've never had a pet besides an adopted pet, so I, I couldn't tell you, but I'm pretty sure it's the truth. <laughs> I'm super smiley with a two-time shelter dog, and he, he absolutely rocks it for pet adoption. And Angel, my beautiful German Shepherd, was abandoned four times. So we are like you, Rick, and Cameron. All my animals have always been adopted. Like I said, the very first one came from the Jacksonville Humane Society right here in Jacksonville, Florida. And I want to invite everyone to support, to look on the Internet for First Coast No More Home pets. Well, how did they look that up? They can go to our website at fcnmhp.org um, and definitely come and see us at the fairgrounds July 18th through 20th. Absolutely. And that, that an acronym stands for First Coast No More Homeless Pets, in case you didn't get the letters there. And and Rick, Desharm, Cameron Moore, thank you so much for joining us on a super smiley adventure. And I want to invite everyone also to check out, since we're going to be doing the flash mob, our flash mobs at youtube.com slash Megan Blake. And you can find Super Smiley on the web at supersmileydog.com. So thank you so much for everything you do, Rick and Cameron. And until next time, everybody, woof and super smiles. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.